Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. Welcome back, everyone. Um, Val and I are kind of a little bit at loss for words. We don't. We usually we come into an episode either like right in the middle of a discussion, or mm. with a game plan in mind, and we kind of mm. we literally just started the call, and just jumped in. Uh, so I feel like we, I think I think we just jump right into the news right now. Let's let's start another downer. So the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh, Kazuki Takahashi, uh, has passed. This was reported on yesterday at the time of recording. Um, apparently a diving accident. Like the, the way they initially reported. That's how he made, died? Yeah, yeah. They were so weird in the report. Because they're just like a bu- <laughs> They reported it like <laughs> Dang and Rampa. Where they're like, a body has been discovered. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, apparently 60. Dude, with, dude, you know how badass freaking Kazuki was? Go Freaking on. 60 years old, scuba diving. Apparently, he got an accident scuba diving. That's terrible. They're still like, investigating, but that's the story now. Damn. It's not like a, a crocodile hunter situation. Dude, dude lived life to his fullest, okay? Let's put it at that. But the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh. Sorry, do, do you know about like the whole thing around uh, the crocodile hunter's death? Yeah, the stingray got him. Yeah, the stingray. Do you know how the public took that? Yeah, they started hunting down stingrays. They started hunting down stingrays, like, on maps and stuff. So, we're gonna figure out what exactly killed Takashi Sensei here. What, what, oh, if Earl were here, he'd love to talk about how scary the ocean, that's what it would be. It's like, why the fuck would a 60-year-old man be going down in the ocean? I, I, I forgot that Earl really hates the ocean. I also, I too, am also not a fan of the deep ocean. Yeah, there was a time where you and I were, and, and I believe Earl were watching uh, some kind of documentary was it was this in in seattle where we were watching like a documentary on the deep ocean earl was just there going on a rant about how terrifying it all was like ocean volcanoes yes. and everything and oh he doesn't crabs. like what well, because basically like i'm not sure if we were watching a documentary i went on a tangent about how all life originated in, in hydrothermal vents in the ocean yeah and then earl started freaking the fuck out because like he gets triggered by the deep ocean which i agree it's why we're such a perfect pair besides you and i val He's like, don't tell me, don't tell me that I that somewhere in my genetic code, like it all originates from that fucking place. Yes, the, the deep ocean is full of horrific creatures that Absolutely. we just need a big old bleach wipe and just clean out the oceans. It's a terrible, terrible, dark, cold, <laughs> horrible place. So wait, and, we, th I... and that makes Steena believe there's mermaids there. <laughs> you just want to kill Steena's belief in mermaids. But she doesn't believe in mermaids. I'm totally like just exposing her right now. But <laughs> there's this mermaid documentary on Animal Planet called Mermaids. The they're uh, called the, manatees. The body Stina. discovered. The body discovered. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a Yu-Gi-Oh creator, but a fake mermaid. It was a <laughs> fake documentary that it, it was fake, but it it was semi-believable. And seen them for the longest time, believe mermaids were actually real. <laughs> Until I rewatched it with her, and I was like, look how fucking shit this is now. Good lord. <laughs> you got caught up in the moment. But uh, back to um, what Kaz Kazuki? Yeah, Kazuki Takahashi is his yeah, name. I, I will Creating be honest. Yu-Gi-Oh, one of the most like influential figures in Shonen. Let's be honest, because when I was growing up, mm -hmm. th this this is there was Pokemon, Dragon Ball, and then Yu-Gi-Oh predates Naruto. So that's the big Digimon three. There somewhere, for fuck's sake. That's Digimon. the big three at the time. Digimon. 
Yeah, Digimon was there, but no one respects Digimon in comparison to Pokemon. I know. I know. Sad. It's sad, even though Digimon's anime is way fucking better. It is. I'm on season four. I've, I've started watching the fourth season. I've never watched it. So you never watched sad. Beyond Four? I saw Four. I, I, no, I never watched Beyond Three. Yeah. I, I did. I heard Four was hot garbage, but honestly... It's I'm not. A, I'm actually enjoying it a lot. The the, the leader character, I, I want to say his name's... um ter, 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 I can't... I need to like... what I know that... What's, what's the... I know one of them's got like a really English name. It's like a... JP, JP, I know... Yeah, JP. I know JP, that's about it. But the main like leader character in that is like the most level-headed one I've ever seen. He doesn't seem to have that many hang-ups and he's genuinely the most responsible and seemingly on it when shit gets yeah. real. And I'm like, F I respect this kid, but this Digimon is neither here or there. Carry on about, um... No, but yeah. it's a good thing that you bring it up, though, because, again, bring it back to Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and not that Yu-Gi-Oh! predated Digimon, but no. a lot of... Uh, I, Yukio really influences shonen and shonen inspired works. He does, yeah. Like, like if you want to talk about one of the most successful, like, if you want a, a challenger to Pokemon's throne, more, more, um, more, like a, a greater challenger than Digimon, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Hmm. For the throne of the of the triumvirate of your games and your anime, your whole media franchise is a fucking beast. Oh, it's Yu-Gi-Oh. I forget. There's a great marriage, even though the manga barely has anything to do with the other two. I forget very much, to be honest, that Yu-Gi-Oh! The card game originates from a manga, to be honest. A manga where that card game is like was barely a thing. It was a side fucking hustle. I, I, I think it became it was a more of a thing. It became more of a thing late. Wait, was, was it? Yeah, really later. Just? I mean, like, he did a new, new series is what he did. Like, there was the King of Games or whatever. Oh, yeah, ba yeah. Basically, what, what you constitute in the anime as Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero, mm -hmm. that was the original manga. And then once the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime started popping off and the, and the Duel Monsters started becoming a thing and the card game that came out, that's when it became more hyper-focused on Duel Monsters. See, I, I actually don't... Okay, that's... A... I know a lot about the anime because obviously every kid liked Yu-Gi-Oh. I remember when most my most was people like, do, and myself yeah. included. Probably yeah, only really knows I, through the anime. I I I haven't touched Yu-Gi-Oh cards since I was a little kid. Like I I probably have them around somewhere. I think I have a, I have them in a tin somewhere. I could dig those fuckers up. Absolutely. Right now, I, uh, bet. I I have like relinquished. I have like Black Luster Soldier. And yep, stuff like uh, that, like original. Red eyes, black dragon. Oh yeah, yeah, blue eyes and all that. Um, the... but I, I, I could not tell you about like where the card game is right now. To be oh, honest. I can tell you because I recently, not recently, because it's been forever ago. But um, Legacy of the Duelist that was on PS4 hmm. was the last Yu-Gi-Oh game I played, and while the game has really gone someplace, uh. I'm sure it's not even at this point. I'm sure the game has moved even beyond this gimmick. But we're, basically where I stopped in the video game was... was Synchro the, Summoning? Not Synchro. Synchro's fine. XYZ Summoning, I understand. I think it's perfectly fine. <laughs> Explain um, it's it to fucking, me. It's, it's um, Pendulum Summoning is where I go, what the fuck is this? It's almost like... It's simultaneously the most complicated thing and also the most like instant gratification. Like... I like I think I think the sweet spot was XYZ summoning if even that because even that was just like power scaling escalation going nuts but pendulum summoning I can't I am not a Yu-Gi-Oh expert everyone so I'm gonna butcher this 
But it's like you have two sides of your um your battlefield, and you put a, a pendulum monster on one side and a pendulum on the other, and together they can have a combination of effects, and they affect what you could also summon onto the field. It's really weird. And, and what? And it results in these crazy fucking combos of these fucking instant fucking level fucking twelve fucking monstrosities. That's right. Like Yu-Gi-Oh has levels. I've been I've been playing the Digimon card game, which at this point in time I'm like is understandable. I think the most complicated thing they have so far in the English version are Digibursts, and they've introduced hybrid summonings a little while ago so you can like put down a tamer which has all different kind of effects and you can like make that tamer into like a champion level digimon on the fly all of a sudden and put it out into battle in case you don't have any like babies or anything it's a pretty cool mechanic. how fun like is the it. current digimon training card game uh yeah 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 the current digimon training digimon trading card game it, it's pretty fucking I, I like it a lot i like it a lot it's pretty simple the, the, from what i seen, the art's pretty good it's original the art, art right? soup yeah no the art is super good i actually love it like i i enjoy it because you really get like it's it's the thing about digimon that's always appealed to me when my friend uh jack he always comes up at least you know once in a blue moon on, on I here swear to God, we gotta not get regular here. yeah we, 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 uh, absolutely but um i really so he doesn't get this but he's always like the digimon are animals i'm like no they're data and sometimes they'll actually talk about like what kind of data that they come from. Like when I was watching season four the other day, Tapiamon was on there. Do you know Tapiamon? I vaguely remember. Yeah, a Tapiamon is this little pig Digimon. And he's got his back legs are little clouds because he's like based on a yokai. Yep, I know he is. I know he is now. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. Tusks. Yeah, he's got a little tusk and he's super freaking cute. Um, so it actually explained that Tapiamon comes from the data of like some kind of sleep analysis machine or something like that and and i was like oh like okay that's cool that they actually i wish they did this for everything because then you've got like clowns and like evil clowns and puppets and whatever and it's like well how do you explain those and that's one of the things they can't like get around basically you could speculate that they come from like a toy registry and stuff yeah, oh and that's, that, that's and marketing that's, research you know what that's a very good idea yeah maybe i i don't think about no, like you know, i the i i like, would yeah. love if they if they did expound they, upon that i think it's very interesting i mean i, I honestly sometimes I'm imagine a, a digimon doofus. coming from 4chan or um jesus or a truth Christ. or news network that'd be pretty cool <laughs> oh my god i'm flat earthermon <laughs> Flat my he used to be flat mine. Ah, uh, um, true. I'm going to flatten all of you kids. My last exposure to a, a trading card game was the recent Pokemon cards. We did a stream where we did unboxing, uh -huh. but it ended up getting taken over by basically I I got a tin of Pokemon cards, but then I also got like a couple packs of Zatch Bell, and we ended up being more fascinated. Yeah, by I, the you, Zatch you, Bell I, cards. I, 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 I Ivan, you don't have to tell me. I know. I know about the Zatch Bell. You were super fucking hyped for them. What was the best card you got in them? Um, Bowser Garga. I got a holographic Bow Bowser Garga. It was fucking sweet. I don't even sweet. know who that is. If it's not... It's a, it's, it's a move. Because they, they have the characters, they have events, mm. and they have the moves as cards. It's pretty cool. But what I want to get on with this is apparently at Anime Expo. Anime Expo has happened, everyone. And mm -hmm. we will be feeling the effects of the, uh, the Super Spreader event through months to come. Uh, maybe even years. Um, but apparently at this event, they introduced a couple sets of news. As well as... Um, but I'm going to stay on the topic of uh, Takashi Uta? here. With card games. Um, there was a One Piece card game that got introduced. Yeah, I, I can't... I'm 
I'm I'm hard into Digimon, but I've got to. I've got to play it. I've got to try. I'm at least going to buy a box. I want to. I want to play it. But here's... I this, this discussion started on our Discord, which is now a little bit more public than it was before. So if you're not been on our Discord, get on there now. Now there's a little more more diversity and talking options now. We we expanded it a little bit more to the public. I have I've I've developed because of that discussion, I've developed like three stipulations to what gets me actually interested in your card game. Mm hmm. One, you actually need good art. Original art. No anime, like, pictures like the original yeah, One Piece card is, game had, I believe. That's the reason why the Zatch Bell and the Pokemon card stream happened, because I was trying to do the My Hero Academia card game, but they ended up just being fucking publicity stills and just, like, clips from the anime. That's terrible. Awful. You can't um, do that. So I mean, you know what? I will admit, Digimon does that sometimes for, um... They're like legacy cards or something like that. Like legacy, like, you know, if it's for an event, that's fine. But if it's the basis of your whole fucking game, that sucks. No, I, exactly. Like for the most part, it's all original, really good art. I think. I think um, one of my new favorite cards. It's not the best, but I got hyped about it because my favorite Digimon is Wendigomon. He's like on top of Angemon, breaking his staff and just going wild on him. Yep. So then, stipulation number two is. It's got to actually be a fun and unique playing system. Again, mm. that My Hero Academia card game was just a spin-off of another pre-established crossover card game. That's just was it lame. that Weissen thing or something like yeah, that? Yeah, it was something like that, where yeah, it's, it's got, a bunch it's of different... Schwartz, they just Schwartz buy licensing something. rights to a franchise, and it's a very general fucking playing game. Yeah, and you sucks. can just... It's, it's like... Well, how do, well, I mean, I mean, it'll be better I, if they spot if they sponsor us. I'll say it's good, but right now it sucks. <laughs> I, I was gonna say, is it, is it sort of like a top? Do you know top trumps? Yep. So yeah. because of that, that's why like Yu-Gi-Oh is great. Even the Pokemon Train Card Game is great because they've got awesome, unique art and a fun playing system. Even when it escalates like Yu-Gi-Oh's has. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and then simulation number three was it has to give me one million dollars. <laughs> so One Piece is card game. Um, so far, so good. The system seems to be unique. Explains the art, it. it looks like it, it might be new art. It might be stills from, like, manga spreads. I'm not sure. I won't be happy if that's the case. But, I yeah, like, I, I need to see cards. more. They gave preview cards at the expo, so we'll see about in the wild soon. But Could um, you explain the system to me? I don't understand the system. I just seen stills. They they, they haven't at least from what I've I haven't really dug too deeply into it. It's been a passing glance. Okay, but I might. But it, there appears to be a system that seems very One Piece unique. I might give it a go myself, and I'll I'll, I'll probably. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing you're gonna also like probably buy a pack. Because if it's cool, I would absolutely do an unboxing of that. If it's cool. Yeah, agree. It's got to be cool. How would so you, follow my three how would you want it to progress as a card game, expansion-wise? I mean, I don't think they would Again, do this, I, I'm primarily, but I... Like, I have those three stipulations, but the most the most important thing is the art has to be cool. It has to be fun. It has to be mm -hmm. just like Pokemon. Like, do cool things with your characters. Like, the, the same way they do the, 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 the window pages in the manga. Mm -hmm. Do that. Make your cards little window pages. Rob Lucci, like, I don't know, eating ramen or something? Yeah, Rob Lucci eat, eating ramen. Fucking Chopper filing the Straw Hats' taxes. Like, stuff like yeah. that. Oh, I, t <laughs> I know you're joking, Ivan, but now I want that. 
Exactly. No, it shouldn't be a joke. That should seriously <laughs> be the goal of your franchise fucking licensed card game. Is to show us things we haven't seen before. It should be it should be fucking supplementary to the franchise material, not just, well, here's some things you've already seen before, but now in the form of a very lazily put together card system. And you'll just yeah. buy it because it exists. No, I wanna buy it because I get something new of the franchise that I love. I get to interact with it in a way that I don't get to before. Not just the, the lame card system, but the art. I get to see new things from it. Mm -hmm. And I get to have my favorite art of those cards. There's the like, heart of the cards. There's a, a, a one that I really like. It, it's another example of Digimon. Uh, it's Commandamon. He's like Agumon, but he's got like army fatigues on. And it's like... I know what you're talking about. Blue yeah. and black. Yeah, and I, it's, it's this uh, image of them like sat at camp. And one of them is just digging his freaking teeth into this like massive meat on the bone and everything like that and the others are like looking at him like kind of hungry i think i'm going off of memory i've got it in my like um in my whole like uh card album everything like that you want stuff like that and, and that's what i mean about digimon it's like you know when it's like doing oh you know the digimon because they're kind of like people you can have them doing all kinds of weird little funny things if you want really uh there's that card i really like of um uh, I can't remember his name right now, but it's the one that digivolves into Andromon. He's like a big copper tin man and everything. I, I like know, that. I know you're talking about. I know. Yeah, and, he, and he's just about. sat, and he's just sat in a flower. I think he's Gardramon? like thinking. Yeah, Gardramon. I think he's thinking about being sat in a nice flowery meadow, like with a butterfly on the tip of his finger and everything. That's what you need with One Piece. Exactly. No, that's not just what you need with One Piece. Anytime you are making a card game of that ilk of a, a, a franchise card game. You gotta have that is what you have to do. The art is so important, but unfortunately that requires investment. And we all yeah. know that these boring, lame ass fucking companies don't give a fuck about investing. It's it's no longer investing. It's instant gratification. It's instant money. It's recycling what we already have and printing more money. Exactly. It's a shame. Um, but so oh. let's go back to Yu-Gi-Oh in, in that regard because that's not Yu-Gi-Oh. That mm. is not its franchise. For all the jokes we make about the manga, the anime, the card game, each one stood on its own merits. And it's thanks to kind of the curating on Takahashi's part. Even though these things were widely different and they made and they were adjusted on, on him, he was always a part of it. Even the anime, he would guest animate for some yeah. sequences. The dude was a badass. Um, His most notable was the Dark Side of Dimensions movie, where there's an, it's, it's, it's going around Twitter right now, if you can just look it up. Um, mm. He does a fucking badass sequence, where you're like, that, that that's not just, like, the, the dude knows what he's doing. He, he had a passion for animation. And I, I like that he was always just a very much a part of every, even though he was just started as a manga writer, he was always uh, just, uh, he loved to participate in all facets of his franchise. And I thought that was so cool. Did he animate or did he like, uh, more like he storyboard a scene? He actually, yeah, okay, that's cool. I mean, he probably did the, uh, we would call the keyframes. Mm -hmm. He probably did the key, the keyframes, which is like major movements. Yeah, 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 I know that. Um, that's but a, that yeah. is freaking cool. Dude, dude was incredible. A huge, a huge loss. You know, 60 I, for him 60 is too young i i, I acknowledge that it's like um 
I, I, I kind of wanted to say something on Twitter, but I was like, you know what? I, I know very little about it, and I, I'm not in that community, really, so I'm, I'm just going to like... You don't need to know much about Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, to yeah, know, know him, that. because, again, huge rock star influencing presence to Shonen in general. I think... When did I drop off? I think I literally dropped off Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, probably after GX. I think I caught the last Same. episode... Same, I mean, if, in the West, you, could, you all yeah, jumped exactly. off at GX. Exactly. I, Although I, some I, people I have a special so. place in their hearts for cars for cards on motorcycles. Yeah, but I mean, like. But that wasn't me. That's after my time. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I remember. I, I was probably with all the cynics and like cards on motorcycles. That sounds freaking dumb. What? But and, you gotta understand, man. That fucking that that ticked a lot of young adolescent boxes, though. Pre-adolescent boxes. <laughs> probably i thought i i kind of have a soft spot for gx like i always think if i was going to go back <laughs> gx is a fucking again, mess but a good one it probably is but if i was gonna go the, back and the, watch the one, english dub specifically the english dub specifically but, uh, you know the mammoth with the arnold schwarzenegger impression yeah <laughs> A pure time in Western dubbing we, that we should never have gotten away from. Even if, even if it was responsible for killing One Piece in the West, it did more good than harm. Well, actually, that's the question. Then, do you think One Piece could have like survived if it like kept with that dub, but like it didn't? No, 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 no. That that dub killed One Piece in the West. It would not have survived. <sighs> I, I, it, I don't know. It, it, it had to end. It was, it, it was just doing more damage. It had to go. I almost, I almost feel like because I, I look at they're the not all winners. Like, no, I mean like Zoro. Zoro is a, like that's guts. That's nineties guts. Yeah, no, 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 here's it. No, 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 no. Be careful. It's not the voice actor's fault. It is. There are no bad voice actors. There are bad. Not even bad directors. It's bad mm. producers. It's the guy who pays the director's paycheck, and the director goes, "All right, I've been paid two dollars and fifty cents for an eight-hour recording session. We're gonna do this in like one take because it doesn't matter how, what we do here." Uh, I'm starving tonight. I'm eating freaking bubblegum for dinner. All right. It's not their fault. It, it's a process. And and for kids was a bad process. It was it, it made some bad process. But then at the same time, also had some real fun shit in between. Um, because because yeah, I think a lot of people like to use Pokemon as an example of four kids being done right. But I'm currently working on a... I'm actually very deep into a Pokemon review right now video that's actually getting some progress done. And I keep coming back to four kids' like Twilight days. And oh my god, it gets bad. Even a bastion like Pokemon's English dub, it gets bad. Very, very bad. Who does the Pokemon English dub now? I cannot tell you at the top of my head, but I do believe it's somebody based in New York. Because honestly, it's, it's I, not Texas. It's definitely not Texas. I really don't think I can like picture what the, the current like Pokemon dubbing is like without like. I know what it. I know what it's like. I, I, I know what it's like. To what Japanese things are like the rice bowls and everything. I just don't know yeah. who does it. Let me let me Google it right now. Val, sing some theme song while I do some googling. Because oh, people really liked that last week. Wait, when did I sing? When did I sing? I no, I sang the Beyblade oh, song. Oh, yeah, they, they want a karaoke. They want a karaoke episode. What? I I thought everyone was 
Hey, wait, no, that was the week before, wasn't it? That everyone was. No, that's every week. But but the, but last week we actually did things that people like because Jujutsu Kaisen's fans are actually really fucking cool and nice. Because go figure, they're secure because they know that their <laughs> series is good. So they, there's stop, nothing they have to get defensive about. Ivan, stop, stop! You're gonna piss off every other fandom. They'll come they already, for us. Like they all they already are. They already are pissed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hey, another side tangent. This is just the episode of side tangents. Um. I'm currently at chapter 105 of Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm continuing to read. Uh, I am in like less than halfway through the Shibuya incident arc. This is what Host says is the game changer. I currently feel the same way, more so during this arc than any other part of Jujutsu Kaisen. I really like the characters. I think the story is really fucking boring. I'm so sorry. Uh -oh. I'm not interested. Um, but I'm gonna continue to read because I really, really do like the characters um who was i telling I, I made a joke the other night about i i feel like patrick in in spongebob we should take the characters of jujutsu kaisen and move them somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> we should we need to air we need to save these characters man they 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 deserve a better series <laughs> um but anyways i literally cannot find at the top of my head who's dubbing unless this i'm gonna find it right now so I was half right. It's being dubbed. Basically, there's two studios that are responsible for the current Pokemon dub. One is in New York. One is in California. I cannot find the names, but the lead is it voice Taj director. Productions. What's that? Well, I, I'm also looking on the wiki page, uh, and it seems to say that the Pokemon Inc. dub was produced by 4Kids Entertainment Tash Productions from Season 1 to 5. Season 6, 7, 8 were produced solely by 4Kids Entertainment after this 4Kids lost dubbing rights in Season 9, and 10 were produced by Pokemon USA and Tash Productions from Season 11 through 22. I would like to say that's the current season. No, I don't know, because... The, produced by Pokemon about, USA. I'm being told that Dual Art Film and Video was the last dubber before this new one took over, which they refused oh, to okay. name. However, we do have the name of the director, Lisa Ortiz, who I think has brought in a fucking great cast. I, th I think some of the best casting decisions Pokemon has made has been through this director. I, I Like I said, I've been, I've been just listening to it recently, and it's been very fun. Uh, it's, it's expected again it's a, it's pokemon it's weekly no one has to try and i feel like this group tries mm. but again it's a it's it's never been more a children's most, show than it has been now so i still think Take one that one with a grain of salt. iconic pokemon lines is for is the interaction between james and ash let's send these whining women back to the dark ages where they belong mm. Yeah, you're okay. not. That'd be said. You're never gonna reach the peak of of old, like mid four kids Pokemon. Nobody's held dub. me since my mama. That's legendary. It is. It fucking is. I, I I have that. I had that on DVD, and I lost them. No idea where. I, I had the VHSs. I was went. that old, motherfucker. I I had the Joe. I had the Johto tapes. Uh, Pokemon Chronicles was like the first DVD I ever purchased for myself and I lost it along with like Pokemon Heroes I think that was the one with Latios and Latias and Ash has a confusing relationship with Latias oh yeah He's I like, also covered that in my review oh did, did, did I kiss the real girl or did I kiss the sexy Pokemon right mm. he wanted to fuck that Latias he always did he sure did but um, back 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 to you go for a minute. So, anime wise, are there any like highlights in the anime and stuff that like stick out to you? 
I don't th I don't I think there is an anime out there that is so comfortable with the memes. I th I genuinely I think that is the highlight of Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. Is how comfortable it is with 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 self-parody. Even though even though it's a even though it's a Toei product, I literally cannot understand how a Toei product again it's it's definitely like producers involved. I I don't understand the confidence that they can make references to the internet means of itself and even like the fact that they can make little Kribo jokes but also actively not be able to cast little Kribo in official dubs. They don't, do they? It's a really? it's a war between the producers and Toei. When you were saying memes, I was thinking more things like what it was it like there's this scene in um Joey Face. Like, pr pr prime example, Joey Face. Oh, oh, oh explain explain oh, so Joey Face. You've never What's seen that when face? Joey zooms in on the camera and he's got this fucking long fucking jawline. Oh, 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 of course that face. That, they yeah, do it yeah. all the time. Another thing is um Seto Kaiba's English dub actor. Um, name escapes me at the top of my head. Eric Stewart. Eric Stewart. His entire career revolves. It doesn't really, but in a funny, in a funny joking way, it does revolve around Seto Kaiba. And the producers of the card game will literally bring this guy in. They brought him in for a stream where he literally like narrated for an AI that played as Seto Kaiba and fought audience members. And then narrated other people playing the card game. Like, the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! franchise is very comfortable with self-parody. And that's... There's a balance. Sometimes there's an issue with being too comfortable. Sometimes when your whole franchise revolves around, that's a problem. But Yu-Gi-Oh!'s entire franchise does not revolve around the memes. Or, or, or the jokes. But they're very... They have a very comfortable relationship with them. You aren't wrong about Eric, uh, Eric Stewart. Now, he's good, but... It, it, it's weird. He seems to only like reprise roles or like be involved with things if they somehow, if they're like uh, remakes or redos of like older things that four kids and whatnot dubbed. Because he really, really cherishes that time. He really appreciates it. And that's good. I'm glad he does. Yeah. Uh, he was in Here is Here is the Green Here is Greenwood. I remember like starting that at one point with a friend and being like, ah, we'll, we'll leave it. Uh, yeah, he played Marco Seven, I want to say. Marco and Seven Mendel mm. in uh, the brand new Shaman King. And he, he, he also played that same character, um, Marco Flying Zen Brother, in the original Shaman King, which in my opinion yeah, is a superior. Yeah, everyone loves him. Like, he's, he's I mean, a testament to just his career, how much he appreciates the work that he does. And how much the people he works with appreciates him is that yeah. they'll bring him back. Usually, those those reprisals are a bit of a difficult thing to do, but you always see Eric Stewart come back. Uh, he's very easy. He's very great to work with. It's the same with um Dan Green. I want to say his name. Is. Yeah, Dan Green as well. Dan Green. It's that group again. <laughs> you can, you gotta appreciate four kids, man. Like there were some problems that not every not every dub was a winner, but all the voice actors there had a great time. They were all they were all friends. They all got along, and they 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 they're always just good sports about even the cringiest moments. <laughs> they were good sports about it. I'm actually looking at Dan Green, because I know he, um, he kind of walked away from act acting, as far as I know, for a little while, because, um, he had quite a tragedy, um, he lost his wife, uh, quite a while ago, 
and uh, he he, as far as I know, dedicated himself to like raising his daughters. I think uh, for a really long time. But it looks like he's uh, getting back into voice acting more and more. Apparently, he was in Akudama Drive, and that's a relatively recent show. I think from about last year, maybe twenty twenty. Yeah, about twenty twenty twenty. About twenty twenty is when he made his big return. Yeah. That's that's really nice. I'm I'm, I'm glad because he he has such an iconic. Yeah. Voice, oh my obviously. gosh, Val! We could go through a long list of all the like the the primary four kids <laughs> dub actors because mm. again, like they're very beloved and cherished. They really that, are. They, they, they define they defined a, a generation of English dub voice acting again for better and worse for what it was. Insert the uh, what was it? The four kids cast uh, sing, sing the, the, the national, national anthem. anthem. Yeah, with Sonic and what was it? Was it Michelangelo? I feel like it was Michelangelo. Oh my god, there. Luffy, Usopp, they were all involved. Sonic yeah. X. <laughs> That's insane, God. And insane. It, it's insane. It, it's really cool, I guess, because obviously Yu-Gi-Oh is so intrinsically connected now to four kids and everything. Like, obviously, that's how, how it is. It, it, it is intrinsically. Like I said, when they do new dubs, they usually bring the other. They bring them back, even though the company's gone. They tend to like. Even, even, because usually when you trade with some anime trade companies, a uh, big primary actors. example is Evangelion. With when you Netflix, trade companies, yes. they bring they the directors bring a new they bring their own comfort people because that's fair. You work well with certain people, you bring out the best in each other, and that that is a completely fair thing to do. Also, rights and contracts change, expire, alter, and don't mesh well with new studios and new producers. Mm-hmm. But when it came to Yu Gi Oh. Always very consistent. Always very consistent, man. It was that everything about Yu-Gi-Oh is just such a perennial. It is like it's such it's such a because Pokemon was nineties. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh is two thousands, and you can't say that things from the two thousands have the same staying power as things from the nineties. Granted, give it another ten years, we'll see some comebacks. As now that becomes retro. Baby, I always feel like I I don't. I don't look into Beyblade, obviously. Beyblade, like, a regular. pride of I 2000s. Like, I like regular... I, I, regular I, I like Beyblade a lot, but, you know, I'm not, like, in there looking at, go like, ba- the updates yeah. and everything. Go but, go back to my our conversation last week about innovative versus adaptive. The 2000s were quite an adaptive period, mm-hmm. to say the least. A lot of chase, a lot of chasing shadows. And here you had Yu-Gi-Oh!, which I would... I would uh, not necessarily the manga... But the anime that would continue to really solidify what the franchise is going forward, very adaptive, but has some fucking staying power, nonetheless. Hmm. Kind of innovated on the card game is the best way to go, the best way to put it. I, I, I was thinking about it just now. It's it's the fact that like obviously I think it's because card games have more appeal to older kids and even now. I, I agree. I, th- I think card games appeal while, more to teenagers. While spinning tops that hit each other really hard, it, it, it is more of a kid thing. Because, like, you know, you can yes, play with them and be a, like, yeah, this is, this is cool for, for like a while. But because it, the it has to do with the, the, collect, the collection part of it. Honestly, the, you know, okay. Uh, society wait. will accept collections from adults more than adults playing with badass spinning middle tops that can <laughs> freaking set off an airport TSA alarm. I just want to say, well, I'm act- something that I'm actually pissed off 
did I'm just not. saying we might need to start regulating Beyblades, all right? They're <laughs> starting to get dangerous. I, I held one in my hand. Dude, those, those fuckers are heavy. <laughs> they can be, dude. They actually can. You, you can kill someone with that. <laughs> um, something that I'm actually a, a pissed off about. Child. I'm still angry it didn't get popular, and I'm pretty sure they tried to bring it back a little while ago, but it didn't do very well. I don't even know how it does in Japan, but Battle Beater Man. I loved it. I only ever bought two Beater Man. I bought a badass one that one of the main bad guys had. It was purple and spiky. It was hard to hold because it was I purple and spiky. I know the name, but I cannot imagine anything other than the name. The name they are little robots. They are little robots, and the anime was set in a weird Wild West sort of, like, thing. It, it varied. They were like, you know, Taoist uh, Chinese people and everything. They were like, I think, wizards occasionally and cowboys and stuff. It, it was all over the place. But they had these little robot toys and they would hold them and they would put them on tables and they would launch marbles at each other at like high speeds and everything. And and it even had uh, multiple little games with it. Like the best one being that you like move side to side kind of keeping it on like the um, had a strip that you would set up uh, for the marbles to, like launch across. So it was like quite a slick little strip and everything. And uh, you would launch these marbles at each other, and if you hit the front of the robots, it would, like, make a click, and it wouldn't be able to shoot anymore, and that'd be, oh, you've lost. And then they had, like, bowling games and target shooting games and everything. They had, like, a whole setup for it, and it was really cool. I got my mom as a little kid. I was like, this is the next big thing, mom. And I, I, and I, and I really want one, and I got one for Christmas. I was so happy. Um, and save up my money, my own money for, like, you know, the, the second one I got. But, uh, no one gave a shit. I would, like, bring it up, like, do you want to play? No one gave a shit. And I was, I was crestfallen. It was so cool. If you actually look it up, I think you will agree. It actually looks really freaking cool, personally. Like, the way you describe that is, like, the most adaptive thing I could hear of that generation. It, I feel it, it like, really I feel was. like that's, like, the, I feel like if you have a tree that spawns, like, a, like, a, like a family, like, a Yggdrasil tree... That begins with its roots in Pokemon. I feel like this is the very tip of the last branch. It was cool, and but it basically was like carrying around a little marble launch. Like you could get like uh, custom fittings on them and stuff. Like I had this thing that would fit on the front of my little purple one, and it would increase the speed of which the marble shot out. And I could like launch one across a room at someone if I wanted. And it even had um yeah, you could get multiple fixtures for them. They had one where it was like um a jug that you could fit the beads into and then it would like have rapid fire and everything um like i said the one that i had where you'd like fit it on the front it would shoot them really hard because they had good speed to them so it'd be harder to like dodge them and you could like trick people out and stuff with it it it, it was cool if i can get my hands on like a set and a and a couple battle beater man i would love to like play that with a friend or do a video of it or something right yeah. Otherwise, I think we've reached the point of the video because, as promised, we said we would talk about My Hero Academia. We did, didn't we? Which which chapter? Did that, like, because we left a few. We had a we had a bit of a buffer. I'm assuming 357 break. and 358 is what we're doing. Mm, okay then. Okay then. Um. Basically, basically, we're getting to like the perceived climax. Of... It feels like that, doesn't? It? I mean, how long ago? Was it like My Hero Academia is going to end in a year? 
Because I haven't been keeping major track. It's on pace. It's on pace to do so. We can end when it, when it freaking wants to. Yeah? And how, and how are you feeling about that? Um, again, this is one of those things where, like, I forget what we've talked about on stream versus off during that vacation period. Mm -hmm. But, again, Endeavor continues to carry this last sector of the overall story. He's been carrying... I feel like whenever he's involved, he's been sort of carrying these He carries everything. So, like, basically, at this point, That's we the, have uh... Endeavor taking down all for one, losing an arm, and all for one going... Bringing back the the quirk reversal bullets, they finally found a use for them. And where they haven't confirmed it yet, like we're we're at time of recording, um, my hero's on break right now, and we've gotten 358 last week. Mm. And uh, all for one confirms, not confirms, but it seems to insinuate that they have reverse engineered those quirk reversal bullets to possibly reverse his entire like self like we might see we might see the true face of all for one revealed well, that's cool like he might go back to young all for one might and it seems to be the implication which be pretty cool i hope he goes back to being the good all for one and not the stupid troll uh, i hope he's a badass i again. I, I think we're well past that point i kind of think it's impossible impossible yeah i agree too it's impossible to read all for one but um i mean he, he also says that he he really doesn't i mean hmm with, with the quirk reversal bullets, do you mean like they're going to use them on, say, Shigaraki or something? No, 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 and, no. Like, I'm just talking about the fact into... that they, the villains have learned how to use it for themselves. The fact that all for one, the fact that they, they're trying to beat him by cutting off his life support. And he's going, bro, I don't fucking need life support anymore. I'm young yeah. and hip again. <laughs> all that's right. The, that seems to be the implication, but we don't know. It was a It was a stinger page, but you see him forming eyes again and shit. True, and um, there's that bit where it's obviously Midoriya flying across the freaking. How is he actually doing this? How is he? Like, um, he's learned. He's learned basically. He's getting better as he goes. He's like he's learning to combine uh, Fajin with um all for one overall. One I for always all. forget what is actually what what is Fajin. Fajin is momentum. The more he moves, the faster he gets. So he just doesn't stop. So theoretically, he's using one for all to create air pressure with Fajin to produce sustained flight. Okay. okay. We The last time we saw him do this, like, sorry, basically during the, the Lady Gan fight, we see him actually implementing Fajin to swing very fast and slingshot him around the city. Mm -hmm. So he's just kind of like, he's, he's, he's falling with style. Okay. But in the uh, the aquarium that he was at, we see him kind of skirting across the water. He's kind of like jumping on water, like poof, poof, poof. it's kind. He's kind of mimicking Bakugo, creating hmm. momentum with blasts. Yeah, I'm seeing. In this page, we see that he's now sustaining flight. He's learning this on the go. Hmm. Okay then. Okay then. Oh, um, I'm sorry. And, uh, sorry. and on top of that, he's also using Nana's quirk. Um, of course, float. float. Yeah, of course. That's of how course. he's, and that's how he sustains. Once he gets enough momentum and get in the air, that's how he stays in the air. Now was with float. I definitely think this. Uh... So forward momentum, then he floats, and then he can forward on that momentum. I I have to say, by the way, the best page here is definitely this one where um Endeavor is forming the fist of fire, and he's like got that heavy breath. It's like the fire's pouring out of his mouth. I like, like the way he had the fucking laser eyes. I thought that was fucking sick. 
It's it's just that was such a fuck you. I actually really like that. Or <laughs> all for once talking shit, and he just fucking laser beams his ass. Like shut the fuck up. Right. No, it's it's just fucking cool. Like you said, Endeavor has been like a freaking treat this whole time. Yes, yeah, I, I, he's one of my he's legitimately one of my favorites. And I'm sorry, audience, but Endeavor is not your dad. This is a story. He he's not he he, he even himself admit he's not redeemable. We agree yeah. he's not gonna redeem himself, but the motherfucker's trying. All right. Yeah, that's all you can do. And he's very not, and he kind of acknowledges some of the more important themes of my hero, um, that are worth noting is the fact that he's like, we fucked it up. Like he basically, Endeavor just talks about how his generation fucked it up. He's like, well, we gotta like stop fucking it up. We gotta fucking punch a hole in the wall and let the kids crawl through and not impede them anymore. And we get this interesting shot of. Apparently, it's a time skip. It doesn't seem to be that far in the future, but um, Todoroki's hair is a little bit shorter. He's got some slight minor cosmetic changes. Seems to be a bit taller. Everyone else, same situation. Deku has where a fucking cape. A proper cape, not just a destroyed one. Well, he got one um, that he, well, he, got most, the cape I think he Rusty, always wanted. Kirishima's got the most notable changes. He's got like a fur coat. The man's styling now. I mean, he, he's also looking incredibly thin, but maybe that's just like the... He, uh, that's, just a, that's perspective and distance. He looks pretty much the same. Yeah, But the probably. coat's very different. The hair might be a little bit longer, but no, everyone looks about the same, but Todoroki, again, this I think this is probably like a one year later kind of deal. I like uh, I like this uh, point of view from Endeavor where he's like, no, my son is the main character. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, again, very... I, that's why I like Endeavor. He's like, fuck Midoriya. Just fuck Deku. No, my son's the main character. He specially farts rainbows. I, I still kind of think that Todoroki is in himself also, like, just really uninteresting to me. He's personally. very vanilla and bland, but yes, I think like... I think Horikoshi's done a great job of making lemonade with lemons. The fact that he's actually, like, consistent. Even the anime, too, is pushed even farther Hasn't by the anime making just him made dumber. Him, like, yeah, I, I was they made him dumber. They made him dumb. Which is which... at least more characterization than he had in Sports Festival. Where at uh, least he had stakes. In the sports festival, he's an antagonist. He brings dude, antagonistic stakes. But if we want to talk about adaptive versus innovative, it's adaptive. The motherfucker's Sasuke. Uh, no, he's... I mean, yeah. Yes, he is Sasuke. Gonna, no, no, no. I, I was going to say he's Zuko. He was literally Zuko. Daddy issues, facial Oh, he's Zuko, too. Oh, he, he's it's, Zuko, it's, too. You know, he, he's everything. He's just an amalgamation less, of things that we've absolutely seen before. Less adaptive and more parody of Zuko. Mm. Because My Hero Academia is very much a parody. If you want to talk about if... My Hero Academia does have innovation. It's the fact that, like how we described how Yugo's very comfortable with self-parody, My Hero Academia is very comfortable with overall parody. Which is so funny, the way that Jap Japan handles its own copyright versus outside copyright. I oh, love yeah. the hypocrisy. I oh, really yeah. do. Well, they're like, um, they're just like, otherwise, any you, other you other stupid, what is it, gaijin? You stupid fucking gaijin. Uh, no, I'd, I'd say that's all the points I've got for that. It's just, Otherwise, one of more, it's more I'm, I'm, I'm literally more interested in what's going on in the next one, which yeah, I swear... Yeah, no, I want to mention, because on the topic of parody, Bakugo literally has the ex-wife from Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I thought our boy Sonny uh, got just fucked, to be honest. Yeah, is he dead? That'd be cool. Uh, no, it wouldn't be cool, because he's, like, the only interesting one of, as they called them, 
the big three near the start. I, Although, I, I like Mirio. I think Mirio's fucking cool. I feel like Mirio has like just been done for a really long time. Oh, yeah. Mirio's time. done. Like, they, they, Why do they even bring him back during the war arc? He, he yeah. doesn't do anything. Though we say that. We'll lead our words. I'm sure there's a plan. The fact that we barely even... We haven't you even mean War Arc 1? Because this is War Arc 2, obviously. Yeah, basically. Yeah, now that yeah. you mention it. Basically. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that they oh, I like Nijire. Mirio. I, I actually like... Is her name Nejire or Nejire? Ne Nejire. Yeah, I actually like her uh, her hair now and everything. I actually think she. Looks so a lot that's better. the thing that Horikoshi does with women, or just overall characters. We cut off limbs and we cut hair, and that's our marker of progress. And uh, Best Genius continues to probably still be like one of my favorite like top heroes. Yeah, Best Genius. I mean, across even vigilantes, like Genius has always been a real one. Like he mm. deserves his place in the abridged. We treat him like he's a proper number one hero because I he's really. Good. I really like um, me Rabbit Girl. What's her name again? Mir Mir Mirko. Mirko. I was about to say Mirio again. I was like, no, it's close to that. I really like Mirko's um, spoon prosthetic. Yeah, the blade. Like it's a blade. It's a blade. That's yeah. what they call yeah, it's it. It's a blade, but it's got that. It's a, that, that basically, that's a, that's a runner's blade. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's got that like design that like runners use and everything like that. And uh, this panel with all the uh, hands obviously grasping at everyone. Everyone's kind of jumping around. You got Bakugo. And everything, it looks like he's holding on to like best one of best genists, like uh. What cables? He's controlling cables. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Because um, in the first war arc, he, he says, as long as it's a thread, I can control it. Which I'm like, just, that's pretty more Horikoshi logic. That's actually so dumb, it's badass. No, I'm I'm just really digging this chapter's hectic action. It's really great. Like uh, you can see all these cables. Yeah, you and, can uh, see why he has to take every week off right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all the suspensions and everything in this area that like uh, 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 Shigaraki is just destroying or all for one, I guess, because they're basically the same person now. And and this is the biggest confirmation that no, they are just like almost a single a singular being a single entity and point. also the fact that he's like talking about like exploiting classes and shit i'm like oh my gosh they ruined you they ruined look how they massacred my boy this is not what you were about man but good try i do really like uh bakugo's heavy armor heavy armor strafing panzer it looks badass oh it's again he's i i saw that because i i saw the leaks first i'm like oh I'm like, that's kind of sick. It, it's, it's so ridiculous, it's funny. But then in the in the actual clean official, you can actually see the ex-wife there. And I'm like, fuck yes. That's hilarious. I hope they actually give that a spotlight. Or just that one. I need to look at the frames right now. I don't see it in this chapter. But I want to see the ex-wife have its own fucking moment. <laughs> Where just the one, the one little pew. And it's fucking... <laughs> It's either a dud or it's the biggest explosion ever. But uh, we leave on a on a, a cliffhanger that Bakugo is going to unveil his latest attack, Howitzer Cluster. I mean, it, it looks like he is doing it, really. We're just going to see the impact. I'm, I'm, I'm almost guaranteeing we're going to like see some kind of massive explosion in the Well, I think maybe he'll destroy all these fucking else. fingers. He, he might, but the way that this is going, I'm really thinking on One Piece War. Like, big fight logic, like a... Onigashima, where it's going to be cutting uh, back and forth a lot, and it's going to yes. be a oh, little Oh, I mean, they have been. They've already have been. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't... I think we're going to see the result of this attack, like, from afar or something. I might be wrong. I'm not, I'm not Maybe. like, Who knows? definitive here. But that's, like, my prediction. I'm protecting myself, Ivan. Emotionally. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I said I'm, I'm keeping myself pretty tempered from this point forward. 
I'm, I'm, I'm liking that we're seeing, like, you know, a uh, little bit I'm of... I'm kind of um, in cruise control, because that's the other thing I want to mention, is mm -hmm. that there was a huge editor shakeup at Shonen Jump. You mentioned this last week, I think. There, yes, there's a there's a lot of new... A lot of change. Basically, they have single editors per series, and then they're all in groups that then answer to a lead editor amongst mm. the groups. And so not only was there changes in editors between single issue and manga, but also in overall groups and teams of groups. Like, it was... I don't know why. I don't want to speculate as to why, because I don't want to talk too far offhand. Uh -huh. I already do. I was going to say, Horikoshi you've never been afraid got a new before. editor. Okay. But he got a new editor. And, I'm, and our audience in the Discord, the public Discord now, has mentioned that maybe they're just in cruise control now and it doesn't matter what editor Horikoshi has. And we're just kind of just there to close up shop. I'm kind of hoping that's not the case. And I hope this new editor just kind of goes, hey, Horiko hey, Hori. You want to just do what you actually wanted to fucking do with the series? You want to just you want to just go fucking ape shit because I'll let you fucking do whatever you want. Cuz we're at this I don't I don't want cruise control, Val. I want Horikoshi to set shit on fire on the way out. Mhm. Mm I believe I believe I know the eyes get so mad at my criticisms of my hero. It's because I know what Horikoshi's capable of and I want to and I want him to just go ham at the end. The art is going ham. The story is the story is in cruise control. The story is in very very expected cruise control, and I want I want the story to match the energy, the kinetic energy of this art because this art is amazing. Mm -hmm. This art is amazing. Yeah, it's been good. Um, I'm just going through. But to also temper some worries that people are like, oh no, did Oda and then get new? No, basically, the, again, this is why there's some speculation because the, I'm the, sure the, the, the manga that's through. doing well, the mangas that are really doing well, are not getting new editors or teams. I was going to say, I'm absolutely they, sure. They that ain't Oda fucking with Jujutsu Kaisen or One Piece. I'm sure that Oda has gone through like a few editors by now. I mean, just by sheer lifetime. Yeah, and I he's outlived. I, I, he's outlived several generations. As far as I can tell, as well, like if if he has had a new editor in like you know the last couple of years or whatever, this one has definitely been like on him the most about getting shit done, probably. <laughs> if I, I say so, say. but I still think they let him do whatever the fuck he wants, for the most part, because mm, we've did yeah. we have discussed that he's not castrated, but he's definitely his balls are a little bit smaller than they were in the past. But that might just be a thing of age. Maybe. I mean, just you know, natural you, ball shrinkage. I mean, I, I I read a I read a small article the other day where Oda, um, he was upset at one point because One Piece straight up was like stopping him from spending time with his kids. He had a something. discussion with some of his peers. Was the yeah, deal. yeah. And um, I've and I've read about his schedule, and it's like a lot. The thing is, thing is, if Oda really wanted to he could spend time with his family mm. he has a very self-imposed schedule at this rate and it's he fucking does. ridiculous i'm not sure how up to date it is but i heard the man works six days a week and he works like morning night he sleep like he he sleeps like three hours at a time mm. and yeah. i know the man is very passionate about manga i understand yeah that was the whole like uh well i think it was to a new assistant it's like you've got to be willing to die for one piece yeah he's he's very right or die about it and, and that's fine 
but please don't become Tagashi, who, again, I last week I talked about how the, the current state of his body, even if he has made recovery somewhat, he shouldn't be doing this. I understand that he himself is also quite passionate about manga. Mm. But when your fucking body's falling apart, there's got to be some compromise here. And I hope that what he's doing... I don't know what his process is other than the, the fact that he's writing it on his fucking back. I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah, I saw that doodle. What I, the process? I, I, I was curious. I was curious about like what the actual angle he was working at is now since he can't that, see The way he shit. drew it. That's the way he's working. Yeah. And he's like, lay, he's like laying he's got back assistance. the way I'm laying back. Yeah. And it's like, I'm hoping that he's really pacing. I hope Tagashi is really pacing himself. I really do. I, I don't. I No one I, wants another Kentaro. Look, I'm gonna be. I still don't even. I'm surprised he's even still doing Hunter Hunter. I'm surprised he hasn't like moved on to like a smaller scale project, like a new thing. Because on top, because on top of another thing, I learned about about Oda, which I should have already expected. You think me of all people would expect? I got a range on his royalties for One Piece, and I'm not gonna say it out loud because it's gonna be both rude and also probably out of date by the numbers that I got. Mm. But holy fuck, Oda never has to work another day. Oh, uh, no, like... he doesn't. Dude, One Piece is. And, and if Nappies, One Piece makes that much. Coca Cola. Hunter, has... Hunter. I don't understand how, why Tagashi also has to work anymore. Like, again, this has to be purely passion. And again, I applaud passion. And I know I'm a big hypocrite also in this regard about passion and health. But holy fuck, man. At least I'm not shitting in a shower. I mean, dude, some of these people make... Um, maybe someday, oh, oh. maybe someday I'll be so lucky. Oh, I, I, thought you were, I, th I thought you were talking about the money that I was going to say. These pe these two people have made some of the most successful and, like, beloved, like, manga yeah, of all I, time. Yeah, royalties, like, not counting other things. Just the check, in, the monthly check in the mail. Mm, like The I, proceeds I, of, like, hey, you used my product. You said my product in an interview. You used this for this toy anime and this and that. What's that licensing cost? And I, someone presented me with Oda's numbers, and woo, yeah, that's about right. Uh, oh, you, you oh, don't. Do, do you actually know how big One Piece is in Japan? No, no, I no, no, I know it's big, but my God, it's big. Like I'm just like, I, I, I'm one of those people that says that manga is probably more successful than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> Um, I, I, I generally, I generally believe that the, the the global economy, at least in the mainstream sense, really sleeps on the power of Shonen Jump. Can we can we switch topic for a minute? We've got a minute left, so go sure. ahead. What are you thinking about some of the anime reveals at AX? You know what? We should discuss that if this episode does go a bit long, because we didn't previously yeah, yeah, mention yeah. AX at the beginning of this episode. And I I'm definitely thinking, want to discuss it. I, I do want to discuss that. Yeah, I'm thinking, start, personally. You, you start. You lead this conversation. I've been thinking about Bleach, a series that you know, and anyone who regularly watches this, if it does come up, I have some contention with Bleach. And I'm Good. looking at that anime, and I'm going to be frank, or the trailer for the anime, and I really don't think this new Bleach series is going to be anything particularly special. If you watch that trailer... I think the marketing is very special, but go figure. No, they'll, invest, they'll, they'll invest more in marketing than the actual animation. See, I... I um, absolutely. <laughs> um, I've, I've been watching that trailer. I've watched it a few times now. And every time I've watched it, I've been really like, hmm, I don't think that this anime is really going to... I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's going to have some highlighted bits, but 
I think we might have a little bit of a Shaman King kind of thing on our hands. Where... I, I was looking at the animation. There's bit. Well, they where, just hype it up, and then when it comes out, everyone's yeah, like, it's gonna be yeah. like. Ah, well, that's they, they, oh, that is exactly what's gonna happen. Like they, they, I really don't think the animation team is gonna be like. I'm, I'm not disrespecting the animation team or people working on it, but I, I'm looking at the animation where like Captain Yamamoto is like activating like his like fire and everything like that, or uh, people like doing these slashes. They're um, they're I, I, Ichigo Zongetsu's. I, I believe they're called the um, his like range slash attack that he always does, and I was like, nothing is like hitting me. When I think about an anime trailer, at least one that's relatively recent, I think of Ranking Kings. That trailer blew me away on an aesthetic level because I love the style of Ranking Kings. And animation-wise, it looked gorgeous. They had, like, they were just throwing all this, like, stuff at you going, Have this, here's that, oh, there's Dorche suplexing the lion or whatever and it's like oh th this is amazing but nothing in bleach was hitting me and they kept having these bits where they felt the need to like name all of these characters and it was like getting in the way of the animation and stuff and i was like it feels like they're hiding something maybe that's just me maybe i'm a pessimist i'm completely open to that and even though i have contentions with bleach i i really don't like bleach there was a point where i would have said when like 2000s Ivan if you show me bits from bleach I'd be like oh bleach is so fucking good I love I love it like I bought video games with bleach there was um what is it dark souls on the DS which was like uh, there were two games on the DS I can only remember the second one though it was just superior you could play as hollows there was dark souls there was shattered blade I think on the Wii and everything that I got um along with Sonic and the Secret Rings which I liked a lot more that game is an underrated Sonic game. Play it. Sonic saves a hot genie from an abusive relationship. Go play it. It's hard. I understand that, but it's good. Val, Val, I am like the tip of the spear of Secret Rings apologists. Like, Fuck I you. love Sonic Br the Secret Brother! Rings. Fucking love Sonic the Secret Rings. I, that's, Great a, game. If you don't like it, shut the fuck up. Like, look at what Thank we you. had during that gen. Like, that was one of the best it had to offer. I, I loved that game. But, um, yeah. You didn't I, like Sonic on Rails? I feel like Sonic on Rails works better than open world Sonic. I'll I be think it does, too. Plus, Eraser Jin, low key, kind of a freaking awesome villain in my, Eraser, in my opinion. Eraser Jin was kind of a badass boss that introduced the series. Yeah, and also, great soundtrack, but what do you expect? It's a Sonic game. Great but, anyway, my point is to finish off my point about this Bleach thing. I'm looking at this trailer, I'm not feeling hopeful. Even though I do not like Bleach, I am not such a prick that I don't want people who do enjoy these things to have a bad time with them. That's just the way I am. I'm genuinely worried about the Bleach fandom. I don't think they are getting the anime that they deserve after waiting 10 fucking years because that anime got cancelled back in 2012. I remember my friend inviting me over and being like, Val, come watch, like, check out the final episode of Bleach with me. And I, and I did. And I was like, I, I don't really give a shit or know what's happening. What are these? Where's Ichigo Soul Reaper shit? But... You deserve better. You've waited 10 years for an animated version of the Thousand Year Blood War. My personal friend literally has not even read the manga. He was a Bleach mega fan. He's really looking forward to this. I think about people like him. Anything that you thought about, like, anime-wise at AX? Uh, anime Expo. Um, I want to talk about an anime that's getting, uh, or a series that's getting what it deserves. 
Chainsaw Man. They didn't reveal much at the panel, as they should not have. Mm-hmm. Um, people were mad that they didn't show anything. Good. Be mad. Don't show shit that's unfinished. Yeah. Let them get the job done. All right? We don't need to see footage of Chainsaw Man until the day the fucking anime comes out. Agreed. Don't need to see anything. Okay? But there was a very interesting, awesome little detail that they talked about production-wise. And the fact that is Chainsaw Man, the anime, does not have a production committee. What this means is that some over-fucking... Some rich fucking producer who barely knows shit about anime production who just say, Hey, I'm going to throw some money and then I'm going to tell you what to do with this fucking anime because I'm a fan of Chainsaw Man and you're going to, and you got to listen to me. Okay. That's not Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Mappa literally knocked on Shueisha's door and went dibs. They said, we're doing the Chainsaw Man anime. Mm. And Shueisha said, you know what? That's some big balls, Mappa. Go ahead. You can do it. Mappa only has to fucking answer to Mr. Shueisha and no one else. That means they get to do whatever the fuck they want. They get okay. carte blanche. The budget? It's whatever they decide. It's it's how much taxes they can evade, baby. It's it's going to be a good time. They're going to put their best boys on this. They, this is their pa- this is Mappa's this is the senior staff at Mappa's passion project. I jumped it's gonna the be gun good. for a moment and I thought for some reason what you were saying was it was going to be like it sounds silly but I thought it was going to be like Chainsaw Man is just going to keep on going. I thought it was going to be like a freaking I don't know like what Black Clover does. No, 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 no. no but what I'm just saying is the fact that they're not answering to anybody if at all other than other than to Fujimoto. Hmm. They, they, they're they collaborating with Fujimoto on this. And they're saying, hey, yo, sensei, what about this? And he says, more fucking blood. More fucking chainsaws, motherfucker. <laughs> and that's it. That's all they're answering to. There's no, there's no, there's no third party involved here. <laughs> they get to do whatever the fuck they want. I am looking awesome. forward to the chainsaw. When does the manga come out? It's out this month, isn't it? Uh, Either next week or the following. That's gonna be sick. I can't wait. We are at Chainsaw Man Part Two is upon us, which is the next thing we should segue into. Uh, Fujimoto wrote; he didn't draw it, but he wrote a one-shot that just came out last week. Uh, Just listen to the song. It was a very small, very funny uh, analogy about the success of Chainsaw Man. Uh, In short, it's about a young man who records a song, been playing a song. For a, t- a student, he, he records a song for a teacher that he has a crush on. And he asks her to listen to it. And she fucking doesn't respect it. She makes fun of him. She uploads it to YouTube. Makes it public. Oh, and wow. he's like, oh my god, how embarrassing. He's like, that was such a personal thing. Oh no. And then people start watching it. And they start finding hidden ghosts in the background of his videos. And they think his song is like a fucking political statement for, anti- for, for anti-guns. Like, like for basically for like gun control and shit. Mm-hmm. And the guy, and the kid who made the song is like, I literally just made a song about something very personal. This is not about any of this <laughs> shit. What the fuck? And then, and and, 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 the, and the, the students like, oh my god, your video's got four hundred billion views on YouTube. Can you believe this? And he's like, I can't believe this. Like I wasn't, I, I didn't, I, I was just telling a story. <laughs> and then and then he goes to make a sequel and he goes, it's not gonna be good. I'm gonna make a second song, but it's gonna be awful. So it's saying that Chainsaw Man Part 2 is going to be awful. I'm like, oh my god, Fujimoto, don't oh, fucking change, bro. I love Fujimoto, Hilari- man. Hilarious. I love that. 
I love it. Basically, making fun of guys like us who talk a little too detailed about anime and manga. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Just listen to the song. No, I'm upset about Pluto. I'm never gonna get over Pluto. It's, it's we're getting conflicting messages about Pluto. Some people say it's canceled. Others say it's still going. I hate that. I, 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 we'll we'll be here for another ten years before it gets it's been done. three years, hasn't it? It's been like it's been more longer. Than three, it's been, it's more, been more than three years. Fuck, man! Like before Seattle, even. Jeez. Yeah, but uh, my last bit of news. Speaking of one shots, um, Inagaki and Boichi teamed up again for a Doctor Stone one shot. Um, it was a it was an epilogue, um, and, and a how bit of sequel that? bait. Yeah, it was, was amazing. I didn't realize how badly I missed Doctor Stone. Even as badly, the, the ending was so tepid and so just rushed that it was a bit of a downer of an ending, production wise. Mm. This one shot was such a return to form. It's short. It takes place after the main series, kind of between, basically between the um. Because it ends with them trying to build a time machine. And this is them getting uh, materials for that time machine. But that's not what the one-shot's about. Basically, they're in transit from the fucking Netherlands. They've got this new mineral. Um, and they're flying over the Bermuda Triangle. And they crash. They crash in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. And they basically have to rebuild again. It's like the, it's like the, the, it's like the Dr. Stone prologue again. But now it's set in the middle of the ocean. Okay. And uh, and they build and they had to build a, a new boat in the middle of the ocean and get back to civilization because no one's gonna be able to find them. Should be. And easy it's enough. it's very fun. It's very fun. And I really liked it. I miss it. And they set up the possibility of a sequel. They go okay because basically what they they find this very rare metal and they go now we can extend space travel. Now we can start colonizing more rock. Basically they they make this stone analogy to go well planets are just more stone rock minerals that we mine. And we move forward. And so they're insinuating that if there was a Dr. Stone sequel, it'll be more like a space voyage. Which is Captain's interesting. Log, Senku's log. Yeah, so like he 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 he's he's like he's like, he's teasing that possibility. And I hope I hope Shoisha grabs on it. Senku I really will do. not respect the prime directive. Right? <laughs> He'll throw but that shit um, out the window. Yeah. So a very new kind of sequel series that's definitely gonna be a lot more science fiction than before. I mean, this was already science fiction, but really, really going further into fiction now, territory for, for its science. But I'm all for it because I really like those characters. Um, they really need more of their due in that, that original finale. Um, but yeah, just like, I didn't realize, like we talked about innovation and adaptation last week. And then this one shot came out. I go, oh yeah, that's why innovation is so fucking good. Just that one shot was just so fucking refreshing. There's nothing, there's nothing like Dr. Stone. Oh, I, Sans, I have a bit like, of like, fucking, the, the British book about the kids on the island. Oh, fucking Lord of the Flies? Lord of the Flies. I don't know why I could not think of the title. <laughs> they, That's the they, closest thing you get to Dr. Stone. They killed Pigsy. They fucking murdered Pigsy. Speaking of murder, um, this happened today, actually. Uh, former Japanese Prime Minister... Uh, Shinzo Abe shot Another dead. anime legend, motherfucker. Rip in pieces. Yeah, no, it's like, damn. I I'm can't just... believe you brought this up, because I wanted to bring it up since the beginning, but I can't believe it came out of your mouth. <laughs> well, you think I don't fucking hear about this stuff? 
Yeah, crazy because, um, but thankfully the sources I got from this have been very level-headed and very detailed about it. Mm. Um, basically improvised, an improvised weapon. Like, people thought it was like a 3D printed gun. It mm. wasn't even that. Like, this, this thing was like a fucking muzzle. This was like a homemade muzzle loader. It was like a pipe gun or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. And they just, they just shrapneled his ass. And, um. That's the diff. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it, it, it's just, it, it, but the, the, the reason to bring it up is, I mean, Shinzo was a major influencer he was the prime minister for so long he was rather beloved wasn't he it's not so much that he was what? beloved as the fact that he was just there he was polarizing hmm. he was okay. just he's you grown so accustomed to him yeah he was just there is he was he, an inevitability he was he a the foundation one that people make the memes about with like the whole like animes of, exactly like, that's why i the, say the, the, the rip baby. anime legend family because family if it wasn't for shinzo i don't think we would have spike's family yeah, i don't think whole... attack on titan would end the way it did if it wasn't for the fucking neoconservatism of shinzo abe I, I, the I reason about... why horikoshi doesn't know his japanese history is because of shinzo abe and makes it makes himself look like an idiot in front of china and korea and names his fucking character dr japanese war crimes fair, fair shinzo enough. abe People are getting mad about the polarizing, but it's very accurate because the man is a vision of comfort and foundation to Japan. But hmm. he's also got a lot of problematic fucking uh, ideals, and he's the guy that wants to turn wants to get Japan's army back, and that can get very scary. You don't you don't want Japan back on the army scene. You don't. It's, I mean, you want that the back. way the world's going, I, I, I don't... It's you don't want it thing. back, but by God, Attack on Titan's gonna fucking try. That last season, man. But does Germany have an army? But Japan has a defense force. Yeah, I know Japan has the defense. Because of police. a loop, because of a loophole in the system. We've talked about this before with Attack on Titan, or Attack on Titan's discussion. Yeah. They have a loophole that if the world needs Japan's help, they can enlist their services. Hmm. Japan wants to take it a step further where you can hire them. This is, say. this is how Shinzo, because Spy, Spike's family's just begun, and he doesn't, well, I mean, he'll never know, he'll never see it now, that the fact that Spike's family will get everyone to start fucking again, and he won't have to worry about the uh, economy needing a war economy anymore. Germany has a fucking army. I don't see why Japan can't. I, I feel like that's just a fucking American thing because of Pearl Harbor. It absolutely no, no, no. You know, you're actually right. That's definitely very much an American. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's uh, if but Germany. My can my my staple is that I don't think people should have armies. I don't think they should. Uh, Defense forces, self national guards, sure. Defend, stay in your fucking boundaries, motherfucker. And that's what I like about what Japan had. They stayed in their fucking place and defended their people. Whoa, and they've been what, very what is peaceful this because of what, what is this base red-pilled uh, Ivan? I thought you were totally globalist. <laughs> no, this is globalism. Uh, Japan, stay in their zone, defend their own stuff. That's fine. The red pill is Shinzo Abe who says, no, we need to we need to be part of the war economy. We need to ship our wars out. We need to be higher. We basically play Metal Gear Solid 5 Phantom Pain. That will tell you everything about I Shinzo Abe's fucking policies. That. I wanted to play that again, but that fucking intro is so goddamn long. I hate it. God. The intro, man. That it, I, I know, right? It's way too fucking long. Great game, though. But yeah, anyone, if you want to learn about Japan's fucking uh, war economy aspirations, just play Metal Gear Solid Five. 
I'm sure it's more complicated than that. Don't just play Metal Gear Solid 5. Don't listen to this man. He's insane. Which I'm shoving him on the train Well, the now. complexity is they use anime and manga as propaganda to make the army look very appealing to the mainstream. Oh, yeah. There. Cool. I mean, that's the case. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Doesn't America have... What is it? There was like... Well, we do too. No, but, and we know this because we <laughs> no, have no, no. An analogies. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is also military propaganda. The army... Our tax dollars pay for our army, who in turn pays Marvel to make movies. That make the military look good. I think Marvel is more about like individual, like you know, like acts of heroism and doing what you can. To be honest, I mean that's what a superhero really should inspire people. No, it's to about do. Elon Musk having his own rocket system, and we should listen to Elon Musk because he's that one individual man. He's that good guy with the billion dollar paycheck. I'm not touching this. I know. Why did you even start? Why did you know. even start? You brought you it up. Talk? I was being I, I brought well up behaved. Shinzo Abe. No, literally, all, this entire podcast, I've been like, when am I gonna bring up Shinzo? When am I gonna bring him up? And then, and then you, no, just, no, went, and you just went for it. You're upset. You fell. You activated my trap card, motherfucker. <laughs> I just thought it was topical. God damn it. It was. It was topical. That's the reason why I also wanted to bring it up. But yeah. But <laughs> no. no yeah. That being said, despite what you think of the politics what a dark I don't even know fucking day politics. for japan that Absolutely. is terrifying my heart goes out to everyone fucking affected by that his family just because what i don't fucking agree with him doesn't mean he deserved that all right the man was just campaigning for a friend all right he was doing the friend is solid and he got freaking lit up all right no one deserves that no one deserves that not political. I mean, Boris Johnson recently fucking resigned. Thank fucking God. Boris Johnson doesn't live in Japan. He, no, he doesn't. <laughs> so my little wee brain is now falling asleep. <laughs> no, Boris Johnson just deserves a fucking punch in the nose. We gotta get out of here. We gotta get out of here before this becomes a global politics podcast, all right? Because that's definitely not us, all right? <laughs> I just, I just want to talk about the way it relates to anime and manga because Shinzo's influence absolutely extends to anime oh, yeah, and manga, sure. man. He no, pushes for that domestic I, I, I literally was thinking when I heard about this today, I was like, wait, didn't I literally hear about him? And, like, I think Spike's Shinzo Abe should have a co-writing credit on Spike's family. That we'll we'll see in the next episode at the start of like that part two of the new season they'll they'll have a in dedication to at the end I of every so episode. I, if they, they, no balls, Toho. If you don't do that, no balls. The author of Spy X Family is gonna is gonna go on an extended hiatus. <laughs> he he lost his muse. <laughs> Let's get on this fucking train. Get off this train. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. Wait, do we Take get care. on the train or do we get off the train? I, I think we were off the train. I, I, I'm gonna be honest about. I don't think. I think we forgot. We've been sitting on the bench. We did not get on the train this week. I don't know anymore. Do we? We missed the train. Ah! Shit, let's just go home. Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel and the soon-to-be-released original web manga, Paramedic. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Death Battle, Tribe 9, Lackadaisy Cats, and more. This episode was edited by Stina Carey with YouTube version edited by Cody Rock. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you.
This month's highest tiered Patreon producers are Mr. Host, Austin, Gooner Bear, Jelly Donut, and Fluffy Giggles McCool Kid. If you would like your name shouted out at the end of each podcast, an invite to our private Discord to interact with fans, cast and crew, or early access to all of our content, be sure to check out Joyride Entertainment's Patreon. Links provided in the description. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.